Hand claps for my boy being back. Hey, man, appreciate y'all coming back in. Took a little vacation. No, we didn't take a vacation. <laughs> Mike took a vacation. Didn't warn me. I mean, he did, but I was like, I was hearing him, but I was like, all right, maybe he going to Winsboro for vacation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, maybe he going, I don't know, to Rock Hill for vacation. You know, somewhere close, somewhere. Um, and come to find out, he dipped out. And then I was like, well, damn, I ain't recording on this pod. Well, I was pissing y'all off with little shorts and reels, which was pissing Mike off across the <laughs> pond. He's like, oh, you getting off over here. I'm just, I, you know. Yeah, I was some, throwing them all up. Look, I was just like, yo, I'm about to piss off people. And then um, I ain't record for my photography pod. Man, you, so you just, you, just let it, you just let it all go. Bro, didn't give nobody a warning or nothing. Uh, so like, all right, we, yeah, hey, well, we're back, man. We're back harder than ever. I'm rejuvenated. How was vacation, man? Oh, man, it was amazing, man. I got sleep. Okay. Had good food. Okay. Good scenery. There you go. Um, what the women look like? Amsterdam, bruh. <laughs> good, bad, and different. Amsterdam is nice, man. You know, okay. this is what I love about Amsterdam. You okay. can literally go to that city with anybody, right? Okay. You can go with your woman. You can go with your boys. You can go with your parents. You can go with your kids. Like, it is that type of city. It is It is a truly amazing um, small city. It's not small. It's, it's pretty big, but it's only like a million population. So compared okay. to like most population centers. Yeah, Charlotte. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's like Charlotte. It's like Charlotte, but I it, it was definitely cool. Um, there's no tipping overseas. That is cool. That saves you like 20% on your trip right there. Like they pay everybody a living wage. <laughs> when you go overseas and you realize they don't tip, don't it make you mad once you, you land get back, back Yeah, in? like I ain't going out of nowhere. Like, like I'm not going back in, in the states no more, man. Like this, I mean, it, it was just it was entirely too easy. Back to the women though, answer that women. <laughs> Whew. Like, bruh, the women of color over there, bruh. Oh my god, it was nice. They nice, man. Now I will say this: in Amsterdam, they're either they're either like eight or nines or three or fours. Okay. There's nothing in the middle. Charlotte. <laughs> <There's>, I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing. There's nothing in the middle, but um, yeah, definitely will go back. But I don't, I don't know when I'm gonna make it back. I, I had, I had to check off um uh, those two cities off the bucket list. Went to London. London was man. It, it was honestly, it was like Boston. London is okay. like America East, and I ain't like that. I yeah. ain't like that. But I did see all the sites, you know. Sorry, they took all the pictures. You know, I'm able. So now y'all can't talk shit when I spend all next year in South America. Literally, Facts. oh, next year I'm be in South America. So I don't want to hear this. You just go to South America because of the like. Nah, I travel in general, so yeah. COVID is over. That's why I went. Trying to get back out. Um, yeah, but next year would definitely be uh, all so, South America. Shout out to the trips you take before you get locked down. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at that. Shout out to the trips you take. I encourage all men. This ain't my dad tip of the week. <laughs> but before <laughs> this you, should be a dad tip of the week. Matter of fact, we're gonna make this a yeah, dad tip. This is dad tip of the week. Look, before you get married, before you propose, before you get in a serious relationship, take a trip to clear your mind and clear your body of all <laughs> old semen. And do not like, go look, don't go to Costa Rica, <laughs> don't go to the DR. Like, like, don't don't go like dude, go to a real actual place, man. Like go yeah. like go someplace that you always wanted to go. That's that's gonna be really really good for you. And you know what? Before I even proposed, bro, um, me and all my boys went to Miami for a weekend. This is before I, who all me as Neil. We had our passports. I'm pretty sure true did true definitely did. I, don't, I think it might have been maybe one of our homeboys that didn't, but it it didn't matter. We we just went to Miami, and that was the last time I'm going to Miami ever. Um, but the point is, it 
I believe you should almost have a trip with you and your guys. Like, yo, let out me, of the country. Yeah, definitely. No more domestic travel. Definitely not. Especially not. Look, Mike told y'all, look, when you go to these countries, you don't have to tip. Don't go to Houston, L.A., <laughs> Vegas, Miami, or New York because they throwing 20% on everything. And yeah, not, automatic. And not blinking. Yeah, automatic gratuity. And your dumb ass going to be drunk and you going to tip an extra 20%. Exactly. <laughs> that was worse when I was in Vegas the last time. I went to a strip club and the girl, like, <sighs> I paid and she gave me a line to tip her. And I was like, I paid to get in. Like, what am I tipping you for for taking my money? Oh man, that's that, that just America. I, I, I'm telling you, like once you get out of the country, man, you yep. you get annoyed with it, the life that you live in America real quick. What make last thing before tipping? Before we get this party started, the funny part about tipping out of the country or trying to tip is they look at you in disgust. Yeah, it, it, it is insulting like, to like, a lot of individuals. Yeah, they kind of like, why do you think I need extra money? Yeah, like you arrogant, fat American motherfucker. Yep. Like literally, I remember when the um. I went the first time me and my wife went out to Cancun, we sat there and I remember, uh, you know, they could tell my wife was some type of, you know, Hispanic or Spanish, whatnot. And they looked at her and they explained to her, like, why do you think we need extra money? And mm. my wife apologized and explained it to me. And I was just like, well, damn, as soon as we get back in Charlotte, you know, what I'm saying, oh, here, here's your tip line where you could. I'm like, yeah. Oh, Fuck you. Travel outside, tra travel outside of the country. And, and matter of fact, like, not only that, the trips are the same, man. Like, when I looked mm -hmm. at what I spent, I mean, it, it's literally the same amount I would have spent if I would have went to Vegas. Yeah. Like. Absolutely. No, nah, no more. Like, post-COVID. COVID, like, that that shutdown, that lockdown kind of made it to where Because, I mean, you couldn't really go anywhere internationally. Mm -mm. So, even when you could travel domestically, you could internationally. And I was just like, I felt like a cage animal. And I was like, man, as soon as, <laughs> as, soon as this is over, I'm, I'm out. out. I'm out. Look, wait till you uh you think that those prices was the same. Wait till you get the Rio. Oh man, hey, it would definitely be a Rio. We should do a we should do a black dance club show in Rio. Yeah, we look. Let's shoot, let's shoot for let's shoot for September. We should do a pod like trip. Let's do let's do it in September. <laughs> and then and then like any of our audience that's listening, like if y'all guys want to tag along, we'll we'll do a black dance take uh takeover in Rio. Yeah, now that'd be fire. Yeah. Um we're not responsible for what happens to your relationship on there or when you get back. Bring, um, bring your wife, please. Nah, Rio ain't safe. <laughs> bring your bring your wife. Don't do that. Bring bring your wife, man. It ain't safe. It ain't sweet down there. <laughs> they will rob your ass. You know. Um, speaking of, look, I encourage everybody with your young boys. The holiday season is coming up. I want to get this off at the top of the show. The holiday season is coming up. People get gonna get desperate. If they got to the drop on you, give it up. That's all I'm going to say. They got the drop on you. Hey, this is true. I mean, that's a, that's just in life. If someone has the drop on you. Bro, give it up. Give it like, up, what, Like, look. You can give it up. But, you know, the, the, the biggest thing is pay attention to your surroundings. Absolutely. Um, Before, I want to welcome everybody to the Black Dads Club. Look, y'all have been amazing. The responses we've gotten, we've gotten um, people reaching out to us while we was on break, um, people just sharing People reaching out. I love it, man. It's actually very, um, it's a beautiful thing to run out and then you minding your own business. Somebody say, y'all, I'm listening to the pod. I'm checking it out. Um, shout out to Steven and um, why is Kayla name? It was just running my mind, but it's Kayla. Shout out to Steven and Kayla. That, they are actually getting married soon. And 
shout out to our white listeners. They're a white couple. They was listening. They was like, yo, we we listen to this shit. And I really appreciate that. I can't wait to get drunk at y'all wedding. I already know. That's a cool thing. You know, it, it is cool. Like, we, we do have a, a pretty consistent white listener base. And we do. Yeah. Which is cool. We do appreciate you guys tuning in. <laughs> yeah, we're going to clean it up for y'all one day. Nothing was doper than the dude on YouTube who was like, yo, I ain't a black dad, but I'm here. Is that cool? And yeah. You had our responding back like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, every, everybody is welcome, man. Matter of fact, he was like, I'm, he was like, I'm not a dad, I'm white, and I'm a child of a single mom. <laughs> Look. And I was just like... Uh, welcome. Hey, welcome, bro. Hey, come on in, man. Like, hey, you listen right now. Hey, we appreciate the listen, man. Yeah, you can sit in the you had, you, had, you at the beginning of something great, mate. This I, like this shit's about to blow. I'm so about, you you gonna be able to say like, yo, I was there. I'm gonna chop that shit. That was it. That was it right there. Um, what do you want to start at? You want to start at little baby or young jock? Let, oh gosh, both of these are both of these are good. Let's start at young jock though. All right, cool. <laughs> um, for those who do not know. Young Jock was out here, uh, and he accidentally sent somebody $1,800 on Cash App, um, and he texted them and said, yo, run me my money back. Like, give it back. Yeah. Um, clearly, the person didn't respond or said, no, I can't remember. And they blocked him. And they blocked him. <laughs> and he, in turn, in turn, what he did was posted the screenshot with their phone number and told his followers, basically, to hit this person up so he can get his money back. Now, um, Young Jock, I, I want to get this before I ask Mike what's his thoughts on the situation. I do want you to understand that you just lost more than $1,800. Because that person gets to sue you now for putting out their private information. That's actually a crime. Yeah. Um, and But, anywho, and I'm going to give my response about this. Because I got something deeper to say about this. But what, what was your feeling? When you saw this, um, what was you thinking? I, I was thinking that Young Jock knows better as a former hustler. Right. Okay. Like, if if Young Jock wanted his money back, dude, he could have had his money back in ten minutes, man. Only thing Young Jock had to do is just like text would just be like, "Yo, I sent you eighteen hundred. That's that had to go somewhere else. Yo, just shoot me two hundred back. Take two hundred as a stupid tax <laughs> processing fee, right? Because then that person would have been like, you know what? That's two hundred dollars free and clear, and I get to do the right thing. Him asking all for all of it back, that was the mistake. Mm. You were never gonna get all that money back. Facts. But if you would have made it easy for that person, if you would have made it to where they'd just be like, yo. Hey man, I don't even need the 18 back, but I do like I am trying to pay for something important for that for my kid or whatever. My mom, like whatever sad story, like yo, just take two and just and just shoot me another sixteen hundred back real quick, please. Bro, yeah. that money would that money would have been back in this cash out in ten minutes, man. Um, here's my thing about young Jock. Take it up with your bank, bro. It's a loss. It's an eighteen hundred dollar loss. Oh yeah, yeah, you ain't getting it back. It's gone. Yeah, you gotta call your bank and be like, yo, I need y'all to do whatever, whatever. And it I don't back. think they can do that because it's it's like in the description, like, yo, like that's why they be like, yo, make sure you know who you sending this to, cause we ain't tracking your money down. Bruh. And they ain't tracking eighteen hundred dollars. If it was eighteen thousand, then they, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? They might have tracked it down. Eighteen hundred, bro. You right. They ain't checking that and shit. And then look, they ask you, like Mike just said, they ask you, yo. You ain't never sent this person money before. You mean to send this? <laughs> Yo, you ain't never. This number not even in your phone. Yeah. Did you mean to send this? Um, all right. In re reality, I think this is fake. You think it's fake? You think it's, you think it's for, for, for pub? I think it's for pub. Uh, they are now about to do a college hill, if I'm not mistaken, celebrity edition. Uh. He about to go on a new reality show. Um, we always know Jock is always laughing and joking. Um, Jock, Jock is on the radio. He makes six figures a year on the radio. Um, he, I forgot, he's definitely said out loud uh, multiple times how much money he makes off of royalties. Um, how much do he make off of royalties? I don't know. It was a number. It wasn't nothing that was like 
crazy. It was like like a hundred, hundred and fifty. I don't more think. No, nah, I don't think it was that much because I think even I remember when Irv Gotti was talking. He was saying like he was only getting a quarter of a meal every year off residuals. Damn, off yeah. of all things, money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I be telling you these dudes don't be owning most of their shit. But the thing is, so I'm thinking. Here's the thing. I Jock does radio. His radio. He does radio in Atlanta. It's the main show in Atlanta. Yeah. That shit come all the way up here. Um, you know what I'm saying? And so it's syndicated is what I'm trying to get yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. And so you making well over six figures. Now you do got all them damn kids. That's your fault. Um kids, man. Kids would look, I went to go get tires yesterday. <laughs> and the dude, you know, he come in, he's showing me these tires, Mike, and these tires three hundred dollars. And he happy to show me these tires. <laughs> and I'm looking at him and I go, bro, I got a kid in daycare. He said, All right. He went from lowest. To hide. It's like, yo, these <laughs> like, kids. This is what you need. And he was like, bro. He looked at me. He was a black guy. He was like, bro, I had, I had four of them in daycare. Good said, Lord. And so um, he was like, man, me and my wife, once we got towards the end, we had this thing where we would never have two kids in daycare. And he was like, that's how you got to plan your kids. But he's like, sucky part is they're going to be so spaced out. But anyway, me and him was laughing. But anyway, going back to Jock, I don't believe this story. Because Jock, it's 1800 bro. Like Mike said, only thing you could do now is going to cost you more than $1,800 if this is real. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I definitely would just would have been like, yo, just, hey, shoot me 16 back. Yes. Maybe even 15. Yeah, give me half, bro. Like you, like, nah, not half. Not half. Well, you at the mercy of them. Yeah, you at the mercy. But that's what I'm saying. You got to be quick. You got to be yeah. quick, man. Like, that. Like that's that's a hustler's mentality, bro. Like, you got to figure this shit out quick. So, you got to be like, yo, just, hey, keep two, three, shoot me the other money back. Because Damn. most people going to be like, you know, because most people going to be like, damn, this ain't really my money, right? Mm. So, they still... Greed ain't kicked in yet. It's still fear. Mm-hmm. So you, so you can still in fear. You can still get them to do what you want to do. Once greed take over, you're done. And once you go off putting somebody private information, yeah. then it's kind of like, oh damn, I get eighteen hundred plus. I get to sue you for, for yeah. some shit. Oh great, um, little baby. I like I like little baby. Little baby might be my favorite rapper, bro. Not with that last album he put out. I, I haven't listened to it you yet. Don't. <laughs> I haven't listened to it. Yeah, I just got finished listening to Jeezy. Yeah, look, um, so Lil Baby, for those that I know, he had messed with a young lady. I guess now they label her as a porn star. I knew she was a, I knew her as a sex worker. Is well, it, I guess the same thing. Yeah, I think. Um, it's under the category. Yeah. Let's put it, it like yeah, that. Yeah. And um, $16,000. What was his response to her about that? I mean, they were trying to shame him for it, man, but I, I don't think you should shame him for it. I think, I think he, I think $16,000 is way better than whatever the fuck Emi paying right now. Well, <laughs> facts. <laughs> well, here's my thing. Little baby out there, she, here's my thing. Birds, y'all got to learn when to shut the hell up. I'm, <laughs> I'm letting y'all know that. Um, Shorty, little baby was in a relationship when that yeah. junk happened. This happened like a year or so ago. It was a minute. Little baby was in a relationship and he, his, him and his girl had an agreement. You can go do this. You're going to do that. You get a weekend with her. You come back home. Yeah. His girl knew. The girl. I be telling y'all to ask, man. That's all you got to do is ask, bro. Bro, it's a lot different when you're making 30 million dollars uh, a year rapping. <laughs> Did 36,000? Taking pictures. Um, <laughs> so the point is, he went to her. They did whatever. The girl left trying to be on her high horse, talking about some. I see why little baby girl ain't leaving him. Yeah. Because yeah. she didn't got wore out for the weekend, got her 16 racks, cool, easy. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, dudes will get their money's worth. Absolutely. Why am I mad at that? Like, yo, you. But why are you talking? Why are you wait, talking? Wait, so, so was she like? We, she broke the news. The, so the, was she like an OnlyFans sex worker? Yeah. Well, okay. That, yeah, those not real. Like, 
you then those those aren't like real professional. So like OnlyFans would be like below Premier League. So you know in, in soccer, you got oh, Premier gosh. League soccer, then you got Champions League. Like OnlyFans sex workers are like Champions League. They're not even real sex workers. Exactly. Right. Like, you need you need Premier League sex workers. I think we need to be clear about that. Absolutely. Premier, Premier League sex work. Like that's like that that Heidi Fly shit. Y'all probably didn't even notice because I was a kid when that shit happened, right? But like they had to find her black book. Right, mm. and that was the only way they found out. Like so many men in Hollywood was sleeping around. Like Damn. that, that see, that's premierly escorting. Yeah, like so. They, when you're rich, you need to like don't don't go down to the Champions League. Look, go up to the Premier League. Absolutely, and it for they that run their mouth, Bruh, For that, you could have got multiple women who would not talk. Who would not talk, man? Like y'all, y'all boys are too rich to be dominant. Um, Nori, Nori. Nori. Um, <laughs> we going there? We got to go to Nori because a couple of weeks ago, um, before vacation, we was bigging up Nori. We were. And it's only right that we come back in. Nori, I had, um, I still love the podcast. I still, you know, uh, still going to listen to the podcast. You I, hate, I, hate, I hate I missed the episode, man, to before be honest. It, before it got ripped. Before, yeah, before it got, <laughs> it got pulled down by the people that don't have any power. Um, so with that being said, um, <laughs> see, I ran past that, y'all, and then went back. Um, but the point is, Nori, you came out here. Kanye hit you up for an interview because he felt comfortable, and he knew he Kanye saw a mark. What what is what is Kanye's point at this juncture? Like, what is he trying to do? Well, I think he's trying to do what just happened. Get canceled. Um, I think he was trying to do whatever it took to get out of that Adidas deal, and it just got terminated today. Okay, so 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 we think so we think the Adidas deal. I I don't know the contract. Mm -hmm. Was that a bad contract? Uh, Kanye West has a history of signing bad contracts. <laughs> well, I think most artists have a history yeah. of signing bad contracts. It's like it's like the meme I had saw. Uh, somebody had said like, "Yo, with the student loan forgiveness thing came out, mm -hmm. I ain't read shit. I just signed just it. Signed now, now I understand how rappers get in their bad, yeah. get in bad contracts. Like um, I didn't read that shit either. I just signed it." It was something weird when Kanye Kanye signed uh, that Universal deal and he posted it. That's the other thing. Bro, it's something to know when you sign something bad. It's something bad. It's worse when you go around posting it. And I remember when Kanye had posted that University deal and he was like, Universal deal, excuse me. And it was something about he kept barring against his masters. And then, like, he was bitching how he didn't own his masters. And they were like, yo, we keep leasing, lending you tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. Against your masters. So yeah. once your masters make that, then you could get it back. And it was like, wow. And then it comes out, yo, this Adidas deal is looking like, and don't quote me on this, you can go look it up. But it was something about he signed something with Adidas that he owns the name, but it's only but so much. He can't compete in the same arena unless basically Adidas get the first one to refuse it. So he can't go to Gap, he can't go to Zara, he can't go to Gavin and Mike. And say, y'all, I want to create sneakers yeah. for Yeezy under y'all brand. So he can't do so he can do clothes, but he can't do sneakers. So that's the thing. That's why he was able to go and do Gap. But oh. now that you sign that with Gap, I think he has the same similar deal with Gap. And so then it's like, well, that's why you start seeing this weird shit that he was trying to start putting out. And so we don't, but I think it's that. Um But, but I mean, but who who wants to buy Yeezy now, right? If Yeezy becomes his his own house, mm -hmm. who wants to buy it? Well, who gonna make it for you? I mean, yeah, I mean that that <laughs> supply chain is a real bitch. So yeah, like I mean, it, it's everything. So everything he's done, I can't really say. Look, maybe maybe Ye is a genius. 
and the shit is all going to work out. Um, we always say on this podcast, your foresight has to be better than your hindsight. Facts. Um, it ain't looking good right now. It's from, not. from what I see for, for with Kanye, because if everybody powerful say that they're not going to fuck with you, then all right, what what's left, mm-hmm. right? You, I mean, every man can't be an island. Like you, you have to have partners. You have to have people that you fuck with. Mm. So I, I, I don't see I don't see how this is gonna work out well for him. And let's, let's let's also remember this man still has like pending custody and things going on too. That part, you know. <laughs> and in the whole George Floyd thing, the whole George Floyd, Candace Owens. Like, I don't understand why somebody on the level of Kanye would stoop to the level of a Candace Owens. Well, they've been in in pocket with each other for for years. Now. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, how does that like, 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 well. Candace Owens, no powerful individuals that has put her in the room with Kanye, and 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 and, and let's let's be clear, like Candace Owens, on a, on a attraction level, it, it isn't high. She isn't ugly, but nah. on an attraction level, it isn't high. But it is something alluring about Candace Owens, and because there's no reason for her to be popular, there's zero reason, right? So that so this 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 woman understands that it's something about her, and she sells it. I don't quite know what it is, bruh. She but, saw Mark and got but it. But she sells it, man. And I, you know, Ye fell for it. Ray J was there. Like everyone just keeps falling for this Candace Owens, you know, whatever it is. She I don't, got TI. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> she 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 has this ability to lure in. Um first off, I don't think entertainers and athletes are the creme de la creme of when it comes to black men, right? So Facts. she, so she's, she's not luring in like or the intelligence, high, or yeah, or she's not luring in the highest black man. So let's be clear. Okay, but, but she does know how to pull in that popular, influential, you know, entertaining class of black man. I don't know how she do it. I'm gonna study her though. I'm gonna figure it out. Well, my thing with her is you got Ye here, y'all doing this conversation. Um, then Ye runs up there with Nori, and. You go up there, you saying this crazy shit. Then now you getting sued, yay, for a quarter of a billion dollars. Um, well, I wonder if see this is the thing. I, I can't really blame Nori for bringing on yay. Well, I didn't until it seemed like everybody told him not to. Facts. Now that becomes <laughs> that becomes the problem because it's like Nori, why do you listen? Well, this is why I tell Mike this all the time. And Nori, thank you for helping me out. This is why I tell Mike all the time, oh, niggas got to get off the internet. Because, <laughs> Nori, you was told everybody is staying away from Kanye. And I'm going to tell y'all the biggest thing that's throwing me off, Jay-Z's silence during this is amazing to me. He's well, speaking I mean, the loudest. Why, 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 what would he say? You know what I'm saying? There's nothing to add. Like, you know, for one, black man to black man, I'm not going to condemn you. Right? Yeah. Because even we, we talking about Ye, we ain't condemning Ye. We just like, yo, we don't get it. It's like, you know, so I get that part of it. And then to sit here and try to go, there's no reason to to attack him either because, hell, he's doing all the harm to himself. So there's no re- there's no harm <laughs> that Jay-Z could add. Like, Jay-Z could pile on, but there's nothing that he can make it worse for Kanye right now. Like, Kanye has clearly made this shit hard on himself as he possibly can. Well, well here's my thing. One thing I'm going to give Ye and... I ain't really, y'all know that's my artist. That's my guy. Um, I don't, I ain't 
when Ye has a microphone and he ain't rapping in front of it, I'm not listening, dog. Like no. I, I made I made my mind up. Mike says this thing, and I I definitely agree. That's why I don't ever argue with Mike about this in group chat. Mike said we've uh, basically you always talk about how we made gave celebrities like a bigger microphone, and we think yeah. they're like. Like they're, like they're intelligent. <laughs> and like, I don't do that personally, but yeah. we definitely have, right? So, yes, when Kim K to talk deeply, I don't listen. I don't, there's you nothing, I'm not listening to, I'm not listening to a celebrity on anything that's not celebrity, right? Absolutely. If a celebrity want to tell me about masters and contracts, you know, in the music industry, if they want to tell me about, you know, E flat, and <laughs> absolutely a minor i'm listening right absolutely if they want to tell me about jail reform i'm not listening i'm not i'm not i'm, I'm not paying attention i don't believe you have you only thing you're doing is repeating what you've been doing. exactly and, and so, but, but why why in our community do we not position you know the actual intellectuals right and then we keep positioning celebrity entertainment what is it about us right it, there's no other community that would there's, there's not a country music singer that's going to go and speak at the White House on behalf of food stamps in Kentucky, right? Absolutely. That's not going to happen, right? Like, like they might go in support, but when they go and talk policy, they're not bringing them in. But every time they want to talk about policy in the black community, they're like, oh, well, we're going to bring in Steve Harvey. Oh, we're going to bring in Ice Cube. <laughs> oh, yeah. we're going to bring in, yeah, look, and, and by the way, love all these black men. Big Facts. up to all these black Shout men. Shout out to y'all. Right? But why can't you bring in Eddie Gloud? Mm. Why what can't you bring in, you know, somebody that actually knows what's actually going on in the community? Why can't you bring in a Dr. Claude Anderson? Mm. Right? Like, there's there's individual. Why can't you bring in a Dr. Tommy Curry? Right? Well, they don't know who these people are. Well, and, and that's the point. It's like, Facts. in our community, why don't we put the best and brightest up in front of us instead of we always try not to entertain her? Like, look, I love Ice Cube to death, but Ice Cube don't have to speak to the economic proudness of the black community. Now he's a businessman. Ice Cube is not just a rapper, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not going to do to him what USA Today did to Byron Allen, right? And called mm -hmm. him a comedian, right? These men are smart <laughs> in their own right. But if we're going to talk economics, why don't we bring in economists? If we're going to talk about social issues, why don't we bring in a sociologist, right? If we're going to talk, like, let's bring in actual experts. We can fund for these people to be our spokespeople. We don't do that in our community. And that's why we, that's why we're so able to just honestly just decimate. Absolutely. So, um, but the running back, like I, I just looked at the reason why I'm looking at Nori sideways is because if we being real Nori, nobody has told you, bro, you've been drunk, being drunk on air has ruined probably half of the interviews you've done. <laughs> But because people like to laugh at you instead of with you, yeah, they don't say nothing. I understand the show is called Drink Champs. I understand you get drunk for the whole time. I understand that in your mind, yo, putting liquor in some of my guests will allow them to open up. And sometimes it worked out beautifully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautifully, yeah. right? Um, Fat Joe's first interview with Nori is amazing. Fat Joe, um, Nori's interview with Diddy is amazing. His interview with um, Akon, that's my favorite one. Yeah, Akon, but. Even with Earth Gotti, it's been amazing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They have, like, I don't think people understand how important it is to have Irv Gotti sitting next to Wyclef in an interview and Irv Gotti talking about, yo, this is what the business meeting was like when you dropped this song and sold yeah. $25 million. This is what they was doing at Def Jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know no, what I'm saying? Yeah. Those conversations are powerful. But then we got 
And I, I encourage anybody, you want to see a shit show of an interview, go look up Nori's interview with Rick Ross when he was um, here for NBA All-Star Weekend. It's the most slurred out. The interview was like 20 minutes long, bro, because Nori's <laughs> so just trash. And I'm not giving, bro, I'm not shooting you no bail on, oh, I was drunk. That's why I couldn't check him on George Floyd. No, the reason why I'm not doing that for you, Nori, is because when you got done, when you sobered up and you saw the interview, you was bragging about it on Twitter about how many views you was getting. I, I, I think he, I, I think he definitely realized that it was a shit show. But again, why, why do we care so little for fellow black men that when we see a black man off his meds, the first thing that we want to do is put a mic in front of him, right? Mm. It, the opportunity was, if you care about Kanye, the opportunity is there to chase Kanye in a, mm -hmm. in a sense, right? Like, yay, hey man, are you on your medication? How are you doing, right? Don't give him a platform where he could just spew ridiculousness. Like, mm -hmm. have an opportunity to be like, hey, man, are you getting better? You know, are you in counseling? How is it after the divorce? Are you seeing your kids? What is it like being a dad? I mean, I guess these are all questions that we'd ask on the Black yeah. Dads Club, right? But, I, there, but this is not an opportunity for you to go down the rabbit hole of how the world works per you. Facts. And then the fact is, Nori, you just interviewed Kanye two months ago. What the hell more you got to talk to him about? Well, it was, it, was, it was the views. It was a click. It was the views. That's why old niggas got to get off the internet. <laughs> well, right not there. all of us, man. Some of us are okay. Look, my favorite part about the whole Kanye debacle was you old motherfuckers getting on in his text messages and not, and y'all knew he was releasing all of them. Like, he made a lot of y'all look silly. He, 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 he definitely, you, you knew that's where Ye was going. But again, though, if you. If you don't come to somebody with the ideal of grace, mercy, and care, mm. then you're always going to position yourself to be able to be revealed, right? Like, if you come to Ye and just be like, yo, man, that interview was wild, bro. Hit me up if you need to talk, right? He ain't going to release that because that doesn't put you in a bad light. So it's like, there's a way to approach Kanye. But Kanye's at the point now where I think he's about to get ignored. Yeah, yeah. He's about to get ignored, <clears throat> man. And like, because he's not the star that Michael Jackson was. Because I mean, for a minute, the industry tried to freeze Michael Jackson out, but you know, Michael Jackson went to Europe where no one gave a fuck. And yeah. he, was, he was able to like keep going and blowing up and being bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, does Ye have the ability to do that? Does Ye have the ability to go on an Asian tour and a European tour mm -hmm. to keep his income up? Because right now, it look like they, I mean, when the bank kicks you out and everybody that's cutting you checks kicks you out. Um, the only thing you got now is what's in your savings account at this point. Yeah, and you claim you're on a home. <laughs> so, look, and you talking about, oh, I get to call the dude at Balenciaga, and he's send me some underwear. And that dude said, nah, we don't fuck with you no more. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah, about yeah. To get, it's definitely about to get interesting with him. All right, so Mike has this thing that he likes to do on the internet where he likes to go into Facebook groups, which I think is dope, by the way. I need to hop in some. Um, I just don't like y'all questions to get in, but it's cool. Um, somebody put me in, like, Baby mamas who don't like their baby daddy's group. Like, they <laughs> automatically, because they invited me to it, I got to skip the questions I got put in there. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, it's the greatest group ever. It's so I, 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 love, I love the Facebook groups, man. Absolutely. Um, but you you came across some interesting stuff in some groups. Tell us about it. So I came across two two questions, all right? So, okay. All right, one of them is kind of long. All right, so <laughs> I, I guess we could bore y'all real quick, right? So this is a dude. Um, he's, he's, in, he's in one of the black dads groups. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, I've been my kid's mom for 13 years. Honestly, we have no vibe, no chemistry. I don't really like her. She got <laughs> pregnant after we was dating for eight months, and I stuck around to make sure my daughter was always taken care of. Now, big ups on that right there. Um, her getting pregnant after eight months. I tell y'all all the time, 
y'all will get a woman pregnant before you marry her. This is ass backwards, but whatever. Uh, but <laughs> this dude actually stuck around, right? Okay. He said he really didn't trust her decision making, which means that you Yikes. shouldn't have been shooting up the club raw. Facts. Like that's 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 issue number one. Like if you want to know where to fix a problem, that's the first place to fix a problem. Anyway, good mm. mom, but her life choices was questionable. Now, I don't. I'm unclear if she had a kid prior to him. Okay. You know, smashing or whatever. Anyway, um, he's been out on his own. He's recently got out of the military. Not having to be an adult. Okay, fast forward. 13 years and three kids. This shit ain't working. I came up a lot over time. So he's he's gotten better. He's gotten a trade. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. Said, now we're sitting here, and I don't want any parts of this relationship. It's toxic for both of us. At 25, I could argue all day. At 35, I'm trying to find peace. I, bu- I bought a house. I told her I'll rent her a house. She says she ain't leaving. So he got a little bit of bread. Might be retired military. Yeah, he got to. You know, but he's like, yo, I'll get, I'll get you your own this place. Said, I got a house and a half. <laughs> so he's like, yo, he was like, he's stuck. I made so many sacrifices to get where I am today. I wanted to live a life before I met somebody, yada, yada, yada. At this point, he's ready for it to be over. Has anybody dealt with a similar situation? Hell no. <laughs> you know what? But the thing is, a lot of men deal with this man where we, we get... Let's call it what it is. We get stuck with a woman that you don't want to be with. Let ooh, well, let's do this. You get stuck with a woman that you don't want to be with. Mike, and- Mike told y'all before. He said um, about our people. Let me tell you something else. Our people got to do better at. We have to get better at decision making. Yeah. Um. Throughout that story, bro, I heard bad decision making. After by bad decision making, right? After bad decision making. You know, you had the one kid. Now y'all got three kids, bro. Like, you're, bro, you're not. You're stuck. You knew by the time your daughter got here, yeah, that this wasn't the woman for you. Yep. But however, you decided to give her two more. Yep. Now you in ten years. Yep. Three kids in ten years, bro. Okay, cool. So y'all have done that. And now you 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 willing to even shell out more money for this woman? And guess what? She looking at you like, no, nigga, no, yeah, because I'm here. She, she's gonna punish you. Yeah, that, like that. That at, at this point, that is her point. Her point right now is to just punish you, bro. Like, Look. like because because this is the thing. If she if she's looking at you and you're more successful and you really have it, you know, lost anything. Mm. Why is she gonna throw you back out here to be? happier right because Facts. this is the right. thing if you don't really care about the money because i always tell you guys if you go get divorced you got to divorce yourself from either time or money one of these things are going to be gone mm. and it sounds like he's like yo fuck the money right i just <laughs> i just want to leave right so she has no incentive to like take you to court for child support if you're already paying for everything and you're just like yo i just want to get away from you the only place she has to make that man miserable now is to a she can keep him away from his kids mm-hmm. right but if he doesn't care about that, right? Like if he, because some some of y'all are not, you know, the best fathers. You could be better, but some of y'all do leave your kids with the moms way too much. And some of y'all are like Debbies. Some of y'all are Debbies. Yeah, you know, so it's like. <laughs> but you're not listening to this, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're not even listening. <laughs> but I, the, this is this is this was my suggestion to him. I was like, get in therapy in the gym. Okay, you're pretty much screwed in every legal sense unless you're hundred k liquid. <laughs> Mm, right liquid. now, you need to focus on your heart health and the reboot in your 40s. Good news is your house equity will be through the roof 10 years from now. Don't leave the house by any means because that's abandonment. Um, but you're stuck. You're, like, there's, there isn't a good answer to give you, right? Like, there isn't a magic pill. Like, you had the first kid mm. when, when y'all really wasn't working. You've had two, three more kids. Y'all been together, what, 13, 15 years? 
So the youngest kid is probably under five. Yeah. Well, Mike, he gave a baby to a woman he didn't know. Yeah. Like, like I heard, bro, and you know, it was funny because I text you, this has nothing to do with shit, but, you know, me and you was texting, um, and I, you know, I text Mike something that's totally off topic. We ain't got to go there, but I text him about how often do we forgive our parents, right? Yeah. And the reason why I got to that question was um, I just, lately in my life, bro, uh, the last year or so, I've been watching people around me make bad decisions. Yep. And I've just been jotting down, like, why do our people not make better decisions? And how me, I can make better decisions in my life and, you know, um, the choices I make. And so I'm listening to bruh, and I'm like, okay, you gave a baby to a woman you didn't know. Yep. You continue to give, clearly, you know, Something had to be good for you to climb back in there and say, I'm going to make this. Well, I'm mean, not going to make this yeah. decision bad, uh, <laughs> like, one more time. I'm going to actually make this bad decision twice over. But, I mean, like, dude, how many relationships have we saw where the relationship is terrible and then they end up having a second child, right? Because someone is thinking that having a baby is going to make Fix it. the relationship better. And, and, it, and it never does, right? Like, never. there's no way. For a relationship to become better, both people – have to want to do for the other person, mm. right? Let, let, let's be clear. There's no way for you to have a great relationship if you're expecting somebody to do for you. Like, if you go into a relationship and you're like, well, I want her to do all these things for me, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to have a good relationship because you're not even considering the other person. And, and, and honestly, that's most men complaint these days, right? Like, most men complaint these days is like, yo, I'm doing all these things and I'm not receiving anything back. Mm. Mm-hmm. So... If you like, if I go in a relationship, if I meet a girl, I want to be with that woman. All right, you know what I want to do for that woman? I want to do everything for that woman. Okay, I want to take care of her. I want to dress her. I want to take her out and show her off. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like I want to make coffee for her in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to massage her feet for her. I want to run a bath for her. Like you know what I'm saying? Like this is what I want to do for a woman, man. Like Mike said, he want to dress your ass. Yeah, I do. They gonna fry your ass, man. I want to dress and undress your ass. I don't. I don't care because most of y'all ain't never had that. You know what I'm saying? That's, like, you know, most of y'all ain't never had a dude that's like, yo, I want to do everything for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I do want to button your dress up. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I do want to help you with your hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like, I don't really like makeup, so I'm not doing your makeup or paying your nails and shit. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but everything else is like, yo, like, when I meet a woman, I want to do everything for her, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not really looking at her and being like, yo, this is what I need her to do for me. Mm. Now, she there's things that I that I require to be done. She's going to have to do those things, but I don't go into the relationship like, yo, I need you to do X, Y, and Z for me. I go into the relationship like, yo, you're the type of woman I want to do all this shit for. Mm-hmm. That's how you have successful relationships, man. Now, what makes those relationships in, right? Because you probably listen to all that and like, damn, why are you in a relationship? Well, because <laughs> He's mean. <laughs> because when people take things for granted, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, it's like, all right, you can't, you can't have an expectation for anything that I'm going above and beyond for. You have to recognize I'm going above and beyond, right? It's like when you have kids, like kid, like my son doesn't know what the light bill is or water, but he don't even know what any of those words mean, yeah. right? What's a bill? So it's not that he, so it's not that he's taking it for granted. He just he just doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. Now if he became older and then he was just like, you know, I'm gonna just leave the water on because I want to run the water <laughs> bill up. But like, nah, now nah, me and you got a fundamental problem, right? Like now we got an argument. <laughs> but like I don't blame him for that now, but in adult relationships, you know when I'm going above and beyond. 
Facts. You can't take that for granted. You have to appreciate that. If you don't appreciate it, it can be taken away. Facts. So looking at this guy being in this relationship, he just he just made bad decision after bad decision Bruh, after bad decision. My, my advice to you, and mind you, I'm young and immature compared to Mike. All right. I mean, I'm I'm old and immature, but Look, keep going, <laughs> Bruh. You got to take the L, dog. It is definitely gotta, a loss. It is definitely a loss. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to endure. You gonna have to take the L, bro. What and do we say? Carry. You got to carry the weight to his light, bro. Bro, you do, or you gotta help your girl like get a new man. <laughs> well, I mean, that's why he did. Well, you got to go to counseling. Facts. Um, that's it, the maturity. Yeah, that, like, like no, I mean, no, but no, like because he has to understand that the things that he do has no bearing on what she does, right? Like a lot of times we think that we're we make people do things. We don't. We can influence people to do things, but ultimately people are going to do what they want to do, right? Facts. The, the goal is to be with someone that's going to do that's going to do things that benefit you, right? Like naturally mm. is they're just they're just their thinking is, well, I want to make I want to make our situation better. So he has to get a therapy for himself. But yeah, I mean he's he's stuck, man. Um Yeah, you stuck, bro. And, and by the way, let me clear something up. Finding a new Man, for your living, baby mom is wild. So <laughs> highly don't suggest. But if you had to, bro, to get out of this, you might have to. But you stuck, bro. Um, what would happen in the other group? Um, oh, so you know, so another question I had saw that I actually, I actually like this question. Okay, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna leave this open ended. Um, for all the dads out here that's listening right now. Okay, it says, how are you preparing your child for a successful marriage? Mm. And that, and and I, and I oftentimes. I, I've had this question. I've I've asked dudes before, you know, especially guys that have daughters, like, are you preparing your daughter to be a wife, right? Mm. And I'm going to tell you, most men, when they hear that shit, bro, they be they shut down. They get scared. They shut down because, you know, it's like, it's my daughter, right? Like, I don't really want, like, how do I prepare my daughter to be a wife? So it's kind of easy when you say, you know, when you have a son, to be like, yo, am I preparing my son to be a husband? <clears throat> most of us, we we run right into that one. But I like how this question was was posed was, are we preparing our children for a successful marriage? And, mm. you know, I obviously I, I have I have a young child. He's he's many, many years away from from being married. Facts. But the truth of the matter is I'm like, getting drunk at that wedding. It is. Uh, shoot, who are you telling? <laughs> uh, the truth of the matter is like, yo, we do have to prepare our our children to have successful marriages and be honest and open with them about marriage. It's one of one of the one of the biggest things that I was pissed off about when I was going through my divorce was I was like, no married couple. Like when I was going through my divorce, every married couple was like, oh yeah, we were dealing with that exact same shit, right? Mm -hmm. But when I was in it, nobody said a word. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Nobody said like, yo man, we we were dealing with this exact same thing. But you know, because I guess people say think that you like, yo, you had the confidence to do something that I didn't do. It was like, you know, everybody thought, I guess that was a compliment. Like, oh, man, yeah, you know, we were dealing with the same thing. And it's like, as I think married couples should share their struggles with one another, right? Not, yeah. not, not post your shit to Facebook. Don't do that. <laughs> Yo, let me tell y'all something. If you're going to post your shit to Facebook, please keep me updated because I'm no longer being nosy. I'm invested. Yes. And you've been sharing so much. You need to let me know that your baby daddy now and y'all have another kid on the way after you told me he ain't shitting as a deadbeat. Oh, speaking of another baby daddy, did you see the story about the uh, in um, Georgia where the two dudes showed up for the, the, yeah. the little girl? Look. And the, mom, and the mom had been keeping the charade going for five years. Yo. 
Now, no I, such thing as a bad mom, though. No, no such thing as a bad mom. But uh, <laughs> and I think her friend is the one that did it because like she had been pulling. Women don't like women. I've she, been told yeah. You that. She she had been like telling the story like the lie for so long. So both dudes showed up and you know showed up for the same little girl. And now now this is the part that I hate. That little girl has had to pretend she has two dads. Yeah, I, well, that's women don't like women don't like their little woman. Well, and, and that, so <laughs> that, and that becomes the problem. And this is why I'm so adamant about men making sure that you're married to the woman you have a child with because you have to be in that home. When you're not in that home, man, the selfishness. I mean, y'all y'all gonna eat me up for this one, but I don't I don't care. Let me make a note. <laughs> but the selfishness of women really does fuck up children mm. because how she feels is more important to her than the future mental health of that child that little girl has to that little girl's in kindergarten or first grade mm-hmm. for the rest of her life she's either gonna have to either have no dads or realize at some point in her life she thought she had two dads and she's gonna have to explain that she, um yeah let me ask you this this is devil's advocate for the women who may be listening who wants to ask mike this i'm gonna ask mike for you um what responsibility do the dads play in this situation, because active father, do this happen to an active father? With let me put it like this: <clears throat> this would have never happened to you. Shit, I bro, women are so slick. I don't even want to. I, I knock <laughs> on wood. Like this shit can happen to anybody, bro. But because here's but right, you're super active though. Yeah, but see, here's the thing though. Well, yeah, true. I'm not gonna show up at school and another dude pops up at school. Yeah, I get what I get. What That's you what I'm I get, to get Yeah, to. I get what you're saying there. But the ideal of raising a kid that's not yours is not out of the pale of scope for any oh, man. Nah, right? Never. Like what my grandma used to say, my grandma, <laughs> mama's baby, daddy's maybe. Right? Oh, <laughs> okay. So the, you know, so it's like, yo, you can't ever really be like, yo, it's not but to your point, how active are they? Well, if she's ran the story for five years, right? Mm-hmm. If she got her little girl telling the lie in the story, she's controlling everything, right? Mm. Which means that you know, when you want to see your kid, you can, you call up and be like, yo, can I come get such and such? And she and, and she's telling you a story of why you can't see such and such, right? Oh, she's with her grandma. Oh, she's with her cousin, right? So as a man, it's real easy to trust a woman, especially a woman that you're having unprotected sex with and nothing in all the time. It's, <laughs> it's easy to believe anything that she tells you. Yeah. Like you already trust her. So I again it fall it falls on the man ultimately because if we married women before we had babies, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, it would at least decrease the likelihood. Now, yeah, she could still fuck around yeah. and the kid could not be your Well, you know, speaking on that, well what's probably funny is probably neither one of these dudes are the baby daddy. That's oh, what's facts. really funny. Like if a, if she's that trifling, there's a facts. good chance that neither one of these neither dudes of y'all. are the biological baby daddy. And again, it goes back to that selfishness that I see consistently right now with with women that are not married right they h- how they feel is more important than the future of that child this little girl that's five is one day going to be 19 it's one day going to be 29 and one day it's going to be 40 it goes back to your question when you're like yo like when do you forgive your parents mm. at some point that little girl is going to have to realize that her decisions you know are her own right mm-hmm. like i always tell y'all like once you get past 30 I don't, I don't give a fuck what your parents did to you anymore. I don't. Now, <laughs> psychologists are going to tell you that I'm wrong, and they're going to give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. But if you pay us. But if you, you know what I'm saying? Like, care. if you pay us, we'll give a fuck, right? And I think, but <laughs> <laughs> the 
the ideal that, you know, post 30, mm. you know, you're like, well, this is how I was raised. These are my behaviors. Like, nah, man, you, you're an adult now. So with this little girl and these guys, like everybody is being affected because everybody has made a poor decision somewhere okay. along the way. Everybody got to be accountable for the decision that they made. Yo, you got to be full-time dads, yo. Um, and the reason why I'm saying that is because a lot of things get eliminated. You know what I'm saying? This is true. It, it, a lot it, of things it knocks, it knocks a lot of things out when you're married to the woman. It knocks a lot of and, things and out. And women smart. Shorty knew what she was doing. She knew exactly what she and this was doing. This would have went on for at least another practice if her homegirl wasn't a hater. Yeah, your homegirl um, was definitely. Dude, this, this, this shit would have went on to, her, to at least sixth grade graduation. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then they get to a point where the little girl is going to slip. You know what I'm saying? But we hadn't gotten there yet. Now, but to go back to what we was originally talking about, um, how did your parents show you um, to prepare you for, like, or at least show you what a good marriage could look like? Shit. I mean, I wish I could give them more credit, but, I mean, for the most part, they really didn't. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they, like. Wish I can give my parents credit but they didn't <laughs> <laughs> no i mean when it, when it comes when it comes to marriage because this is so this is why i don't really blame the previous generation okay our parents was coming out of an apartheid mm-hmm. right their parents was in an apartheid they had lived in an apartheid everybody was was basically for the first time free in this country right uh-huh so when my parents were in their 30s their their parents are in their 60s right mm-hmm. so like if you take my age now my parents are in my six or uh, in their 60s mm-hmm. i'm the age that my parents were at right Every decision that I make at this point is my own decision. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when my parents were in, were in their 30s, every decision that they made were their own decisions, right? But the environment that they were brought up in, made it, it made their decisions different than the decisions that I'm going to make at 35, right? Facts. It made, and, and like even my son, like my son, my son is my age, I am today, and I'm my parents' age. His decisions are, are, are going to be better, hopefully, Mm-hmm. Then the decision. I mean, you know, you never know, right? But his decision would be better than my decision. So it's hard to answer. Like, like how did how did they train me? Like, they showed me that you should be married. You know, what I'm saying they talked to me about you know you shouldn't be having sex and having babies, right? You know, mm-hmm. like they they made me responsible. Like one of the things my parents used to always say is like, "Yo, if you have a baby, that's your responsibility." Mm-hmm. Like, matter of fact, and, and it, even beyond that, like the area, the the area that I came from, and the way that we was raised, it's like, yo, if you get a woman pregnant, man, you need to marry her. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You need to take you need to take full responsibility. Was that good or bad advice? Ah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, you know, I think the better advice would have been teaching us how to find healthy whole humans, and <laughs> I mean, like, and and also to not demonize sex. I believe the way. Sex was demonized especially with our previous generation. Yeah, especially in the church. Like, yeah, because if you speak on sex as if, as if it's something that never happens, then you're gonna you're gonna fuck up making sexual decisions, right? But if you speak on sex as if it's something that is naturally occurring, then you make better decisions. Like, there's a lot of women that I slept with that were just toxic, right? Mm. There's a lot of women that slept with me, and I was toxic, right? Mm. You know, like. At some point, somebody should have said no before we fell completely out. Yeah, you know, so we could become whole humans. So I think I think our parents did the best they could with the tools that they had. Yeah. So you Facts. know, when it comes to like the most healthy marriage, yeah, I think I think my parents definitely could have could have done better. But I think growing up in an environment where they grew up under an apartheid, and then they grew up, you know, like they, there was no wealth in our community, right? So there, there there's no foot off the neck of anybody 
mm-hmm. you know, growing up. And if you grow up poor, that's just going to always be a way more contentious situation than if you grow up and you actually have access to things. Yeah. Um, for me, I look at it. So my son is an infant. Uh, and so, but you know, one thing I always try to, to at least show him what a good marriage could look like um, or how I'm preparing him is just trying to keep a healthy relationship between me and his mom. Yes. Um, I think that is very, very important. Um, so what does that look like? You know, in the morning I get my son up every morning, but his mom put him to bed every night. Um, part of that is because she does the best job <laughs> putting him to bed and I just give up. Yeah. But, you know, we understand that. But in this healthy communication, he he watches me give his mom a hug every morning, a kiss every morning. Because I think a lot of us watch our parents be married, play married, or think they was married, and we watch, we witness bad uh, bad relationships between the two. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's so unhealthy. Unhealthy relate. I you know, and this is another sidebar. Y'all know I go sidebars. This is what me and you was having a debate about um a few weeks ago with um inconsistent fathers and the the art of unhealthy relationships and how that gets passed on the kids, right? So, but I'm saying that what I try to make sure every day I have a positive or at least a healthy relationship. And let me tell you, I saw that a lot with my family. So when my parents, um, my parents are maybe 10 years older than Mike, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And I just shoot ball with your dad. Yeah. Look, <laughs> you know, Mike was the teenager when my dad was like yeah. the 21 year old. Right. Yeah. And so the reason why I'm saying that is because, um, they Mike saw that in between from his parents to where he was. My yep. dad was that middle person. Yeah, in the and, middle. Yep. and so what that looked like was, um, I grew up with my parents, mom, 18, dad, 20. Don't know why they got married and had a kid, but yo, I'm here. <laughs> right. But every day wasn't perfect with them. And at that healthy relationship I saw with them was seeing them disagree, seeing them argue, seeing them, you know, go back and forth, but seeing them saying, Hey, no, we're not going to do this outside of this house. Seeing them saying, Hey, yo, you know, my, my dad loves to tell this story. Um, which I don't know why, but he always said, yo, when your mom came in, she looked at my finances was like, yo, you're doing this all wrong. <laughs> and he was like, I was making money, but losing, like it was coming in yeah. and going straight out. And your mom came in and said, no, it needs to come in and this, this and that. And, you know, I thought that was dope because what our dads always try to do, what we, as men, what we always try to well, do, that, yo, we strong, yeah. we, we, exactly. we got you're handling it all your own, right? And, you know, I witnessed that. So for me, you know, um, I am thankful for, our, you know, our parents' generation and I, you know, my parents coming in and saying, yo, let's show or display a healthy relationship because it does change. And, you know, I definitely want to make sure I do that with my kid now. Yeah, but but I, but again, I think we build upon the previous generation. Facts. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, I, like when I get when I give the previous generation all their credit or like when I talk about my parents, like the fundamentals were there. Right. Mm-hmm. But the places that they could have did better, there was a lot of times that they were selfish. Mm-hmm. Right. And not selfish as in they're withholding things from one another, but selfish in the sense that they both they both wanted it their way. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, and that's a selfish way to be in a relationship. Somebody has to be the person that gives way. And, and I say that to say, like, to go back into the inconsistent parenting you know, conversation. Most of these women just want it their way. Right. If Facts. you don't do it the way I want you to do it, Speaking I'm just going to provide you zero access to do it at all. Right. And mm. that is selfish. Right. Because you're not really hurting the man, per se. You're hurting the child. And I think that so many times we get so like any decision that I that I make towards my son's mother. Uh-huh. Right. 
I consider my son first. So there's a lot of things that I just give leeway on because it's going to create a better environment for my son, right? Mm. Personally, don't like it, right? But for the sake of my son, we're going to roll with it because that's how much love I have for my son. So what I'm saying is like with the previous generations, I think a lot of their decisions were selfish decisions because they were free for the first time in their life, right? Mm -hmm. For the first time, black men could go and work in factories and join unions, right? Mm -hmm. For the first time, women were allowed to have bank accounts and go to college, right? They were going to do, they were going to experience those things first. And I think that, you know, I think sometimes we romanticize, you know, the previous generations to where it's like, oh, well, they made no mistakes and it's just us making all the mistakes. Or, I think, or we'll demonize them, right? So if we don't romanticize them, then we demonize them and be like, yeah. oh, our generation is so great. The previous generation didn't do shit. And I think that we have to really look at it is that the answer is somewhere in the middle, right? Like the things that my dad was good at, I copy those things. Facts. The things that my dad was bad at, I'd be like, oh, can't do that. <laughs> you and, know? You, and that's what scares me with these young kids is like somehow it doesn't seem, and I guess it's on my generation as well as far as like talking to them and reaching down and pulling up. But it seems like this young generation dog, everybody's scared to talk to them because they don't listen. And you know, I sound like the old head. Cause I remember when everybody used to say that about yeah. us. Right. And I'm sure when you look, you came, you was growing up in a generation where yo hip hop ain't gonna never be around. And now it's a billion, multi-billion dollar industry. It's largest industry, lar largest in music, music genre in the world. And so, you know, yeah. it's funny how that works. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. We looked at, you know, our parents didn't go to school. Y'all generation. It's a reason why y'all generation is the highest uh, marriage generation, you know, education-wise. And then you see in us now people are going further. More people are going further and yeah, further. Yeah, we all education. build on and previous so go. yeah, on, on, yeah. On previous generations. And, and, I, and, I, and I'll tell you something else, like, when it comes to, like, um, my parents' marriage is that I, I will never forget – my father said to me, it's like, I'm raising you to be a better man than me. Right. Mm -hmm. And that when he said that, that gave me permission to look at his mistakes, Facts. to look at his flaws. And it's something that I, that I tell my son, right. My son is at a young age. and I'm like, Hey, you're going to have to be better at life than I am. Right. Mm -hmm. That's giving him permission to look at what I'm good at, but also to look at what I'm bad at. Right. Yeah. He can't judge me. He can't raise me, but he can say, you know what? I don't want to do like, if, if he sees that I do something and it upsets his mother, right? Because mm -hmm. I don't know because I'm not in the home with his mother, right? Yeah. But if I was to do something and it upsets his mother, he now has permission to be like, all right, I got to handle that better than the way that my father has handled it. You know, it. As he grows older, that'll become more important. Right now, it means nothing to him. Yeah. But as he becomes older, when he becomes a man, when he, when he hits those early 20s, when he gets his first girlfriend, you know, when he thinks he wants to be married— you know, when all those things happen, yeah. that's the permission that he's going to need to be a better man. So, you know, I, I think watching the relationships, I let me change that back. Let's go back. I okay. think watching the relationships, it, it definitely gave me greater insight into how to be a better husband. Yeah. But I'm going to be honest. That practice is what made it better. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. even though like taking that test and failing it. Is where I, I have like, all right, I got to go back and study and be, and become better. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to what I said earlier. I, I think married couples need to talk to married couples more because a lot of y'all be dealing with the exact, exact same, same shit, shit, right? But everybody trying to pretend that like, nah, we good. everything. 
everything's good. Yo, you see us on Instagram. Everything, everything is it good, man? And and a lot of couples are dealing with the exact same issues, man. And when you talk to couples that have been together 15, 20 years, bro, man, them stories be wild. They it be wild and they be laughing. Yeah, and they be laughing. They, and they be so in love and you be like, yo, boy, my wife did that to me. I'm out of here. <laughs> Nothing scarier than when you ask your own parents, like, yo, what's something wild y'all went through? And they tell you, you like, yo, when did y'all have time to go through that? Yeah. Because I was here for it. Yeah. And it's like, yo, if my wife or somebody else do that, it ain't going to happen. All right, Mike, we have somebody that submitted, they submitted a question or a video that they want a response to. Which one do you want to do? A question or a video? Yep, they sent a video and they also sent a question. Which one do you want to respond to i don't know which, which one is more interesting <laughs> well you shouldn't ask that michael <laughs> micah not michael hold on let's see if this gonna play no. i'm getting sick of me and saying that i want a woman to be oh. my piece no the f- you don't you want a woman that won't question you when you bring in chaos in her life talking about be my piece how you want her to be your piece when all you're doing is bringing nightmares in her life and every time she speaks up you say she's disturbing your piece of course she is you cheating you ain't available you don't validate her when you say you want a woman to be your piece you mean you want a woman that don't speak up for herself that don't call you out on your mother bullshit if you not doing bullshit, it's peaceful. You don't even have to say "be my peace" when you are bringing peace. Come on, Mike, get what your response ready. What peaceful ass has ever had to say "be my peace"? The chaotic men, the disrespectful men, cheating men, the men that got fucking problems, the men that want to have their cake and eat it too. Those are the men that scream. All right, man, cut that shit out, bro. Just, I, I, I cannot stand peace. a fucking pussy panda, bro. I cannot. Fucking stand a fucking panda bear, bro. Eight hundred thousand likes. Of course. Seventeen thousand comments. Oh my goodness. One hundred and twenty-eight thousand saves, and it's been sent out one hundred and twenty-four thousand times. All right, I got, I got, I got several things I'm gonna say here. Oh All gosh. Right. Uh, there, there, <laughs> there's a quote. It says that if you want to help people, tell them the truth. Mm. If you want to help yourself, tell them what they want to hear. That's Thomas Sowell, right? Mm. And that's what Ace Metaphor is. Um, because when he first started, he was one of those guys that was just like, yo, y'all women are using us men as banks and ATM, and we have feelings too. That's how he started. Once he got called out on that and he couldn't defend it, he he moved to this, this whole panda bear routine right here. So, you know, that's why I made the quote, because he's helping himself right now. All right. Okay. The second the second part of this is is that um we 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 we're not ascribing accountability to the women for selecting the men that are actually toxic in their lives, right? Well, some of them don't know, Mike. No, no, so- no. They they absolutely know. And I, I'm a, I'm and I, and, I, and I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a good. Hold example. on, hold on. You think that women know when they selecting toxic absolutely men? Absolutely, they know that. Uh, the same way the same way when I date a baddie that I know is gonna be a fucking headache, and I go full steam ahead. Oh, facts. I hundred percent know that she's gonna be a headache. You know what I'm? You know what I'm hoping is that I can enjoy these six to eight months because I know I'm gonna have to get rid of her, right? Absolutely. I know it's gonna because you can't afford her. I can't afford her, right? So, like, no, they absolutely know that they they have a toxic ass man. What they're hoping to do is that they're hoping that they they could change the man. I I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you a really good example. <laughs> I, I I got I someone that I know is dealing with the dude that's pretty much you know just a piece of shit, right? Okay. Um, let her, you know. He he. Let's put it like this: He's a soft ass dude that's gonna be aggressive towards women. He'd never be aggressive towards men. Now, mm. it got to the point to where that happened. Prior, 
for the previous two years, this dude has been caught with multiple women. This dude has been caught with earrings in his house. He's been caught with like being out with girls, phone ringing, right? We're talking about two years. So two years prior to the mm. shit building up to what happened, all these other things that has happened. This young lady actually has a friend that has told her that like, yo, you're really being stupid and you're really being an idiot right now. Yeah. So what you're going to have to do is accept any consequences of your actions right here, right? Mm-hmm. So at what point did she not realize that this guy was toxic? She's known he's toxic the whole time. And what's funny is that video was sent to me by her. And I and I got on her ass about this shit. I mean, when I tell you, I, I like Matt, you gonna make me call when I get back in the car because I got on her ass about this because I was like, you knew this guy was toxic. But see, this is the thing though. Let me tell you what this guy does though. He tells her, "Hey, I want to buy a house with you." He tells her, "Hey, I want to take care of your kids. Hey, I want us to be a blended family. Hey, mm. I want us to go vac." See, he tells her, "Got her everything that she wants to hear." What was the first quote I said? If you want to help people, you tell them the truth, right? Yeah. But if you want to help yourself, you tell them what they want to hear. See, mm. only thing this toxic ass, sorry ass motherfucker, piece of a shit of a man. Hope you watching right now, bro. Call me. <laughs> See, the only thing that he's doing is helping himself. But he's telling her what she wants to hear. Mm. Now, who do you think she'd rather hear from? You think she'd rather hear from me right now? That Gavin nah. calls me, by the way. He is. Or do you think she'd rather hear from that guy that's telling her, you know what? I, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I, that I you know, emotionally abused you. I'm sorry that I mentally abused you. So, I'm sorry that I fuck her. Which, which guy do you think she want to hear from? So this guy sent out 123,000 times. How many times do you think your homegirl sent this out? Oh, friends. 12. So 12,000. She responds for 12,000 a day. No, 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 no. At least 12 different people. Because again, that because, see, and that's why I hate these fucking panda bears because <laughs> you have to ha you have to assign that responsibility to yourself, right? If one of my boys loves to date strippers and then he all, and then he's always complaining about women not being good women, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm going to go to him and be like, "Hey dude, have, have you tried to date you know, someone that's not a stripper. Uh, strippers are great women. Strippers are amazing women, but I they don't they don't make great girlfriends. And they don't want to be girlfriends. They don't the want to be. They, they but that's why they don't make great girlfriends. Yeah, they I, don't want to. It's not because of their job. I cleaned it up for no, me. no. It's, you know, it's, it's not because of their job. It's, it, that's they. That's a that, that's a Patreon. That is actually <laughs> absolutely now. Um, Kevin, I made me go on a rant. Shout out to Brenda, who actually was listening to our pod. She sent me that video, and she said. Yo, tell your boy I want to come on and he needs, I need a response to this. And you know, it was funny. Her, that video was definitely better than her question. Her question was like, do you find it, do you find the irony in dudes being shitty to women and having daughters? But that video was No, better. I mean, because because human beings are bad human beings, right? Like, because to, to answer that question, right, just, <laughs> just suppose it against the opposite, right? Women that are shitty towards men are used men but have sons, Right. Mm. Shitty humans are just shitty humans, mm. and, and and I think that we definitely got to we definitely got to create a delineation between men and women that want to be married, right? Not not mm. just married, men and women that want to be husbands and wives, right? Mm -hmm. Because husbandry is taking care of a vineyard, right? Mm -hmm. Which means that you have to take care of all the good, you have to take care of all the bad, right? Wifing is the companionship, but also the nurture and care of a family, right? So we got to create a delineation between. Men and women that want to be husbands and wives, and men and women that just want to, you know, have city boy and hot girl summer. Look, and look, 
At what one point in time in my life, go- before City Boy yeah, was a turn, I was look, man, look, I am Hall of Fame. If 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 they have a player Hall of Fame, okay, your jersey in the Raptors. I am I am in that motherfucker, right? right. I, I probably gave one of the greatest Hall of Fame speeches, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to be that guy anymore, right? Because you have to look, you have to look at it and at some point be like, what did I get from all that? Like you know what I'm saying? Like mm. hey, real talk. Like when I when I look back at uh, all the money I spent, all the tricking. You know, all mm. the partying. Like, what was what was the benefit from it? You met me. <laughs> I met you through my brother. I would have met you regardless. We met at I could, a party. I, I could have been a good dude, man. Like, there has been, there was no, there was zero benefit, right? Fact. And, and that's, and like, I'm not saying that it's not fun. Like, yo, it was absolutely fun. Yeah. Some, some of the most fun I've ever had in my life. Mine too. Right? <laughs> Mike Run was fun for me. Yeah, so, but, you know. What did I gain from it? I didn't gain anything from it, man. You know, you, you know the most that I've ever gained in life, my best friends, my, you know, my son, mm-hmm. you know, career-wise, like, shit, staying out of trouble. The best fun I've ever had is when I was like, yo, I got to be a better person. Let me go to therapy. Let me go to counseling. Let me go to anger management. Let me become a fucking pacifist. Let me not be angry all the time. Let, let me let me, let me me do the things that it takes to be a good human, right? Like, when someone does something, let me be able to look at that person and say, you know what? You, you're dealing with something else. This has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. That's the best part of my life, man. Now, it's not the most fun. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm going to tell you. I'll be <laughs> real, be real with you. The fun shit. Was back then. That was back then. Yeah. But the, but the, but the things that make you feel good and then realize that you're like, yo, I, I'm really a good human being. That's the shit right now. If we could take me now and just how far out I am and put me back then when I first met you. I wouldn't be married now, but um, <laughs> you would still be married. Nah, because I was just, I, you know, now I talk a lot of shit. I'm out there. I remember one time we was in Miami and these girls came back to the condo. and You was like, yo, get out that room off your phone and come out here and talk to these girls. And I was just in my own little world, like quiet, <laughs> sitting down. Minding you, were, my you, you were you were you were a good dude. And Mike was like, yo, get out here and talk to them. Like, like yo, we got, we, we, we got we got we got. A group, uh, we got a room full of women right now. You're in the room. Get out of yeah, here. Yeah, I was just chilling. Get now, out here. Um, to be fair, Brenda, you already know how I felt about this whole video. I told you, bro, was a simp. And I want women to understand something. Um, if you are listening, you listening with your man, or you just like to hear this shit, yo, thank you for listening. Thank you for giving us a listening and uh, uh, joining our audience. Let me tell y'all something. Shitty men don't be surrounded by good men. No. Um, so I said, I say that to say, um, what I had told the woman who sent this to me, her name is Brenda, shout out to her. Um, I had told her, I said, no man goes around saying, yo, I want women to be, this woman to be my piece to other men. No. Because men will look at you and be like, yo, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, what Shut you, up. Like, and not only that, your, your, your decision making, once you become a better man, your decision making gets to the point to whereas you're not even going to tolerate certain behaviors in general. And... I don't have to be mad at you because you're not the type of person I want. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, if I meet a woman and she's not the type of woman I want, I'm not mad at her. I'm not going to be like, why aren't you the type of woman? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, okay, cool. Next. Yeah, it's cool. Like, I, I'll still grab a beer with you. But, yo, like, no. Y'all not going to listen, but I'm going to tell you anyway, ladies. The ladies that are, y'all not going to listen. I absolutely know whatever what I'm about to say right now, it's just you're just going to ignore it. Okay. But the, the, the easiest way to realize if a man is a good man or not is by how many male friends he has, right? Mm. Not motherfuckers he hang out with, not people that he pops bottles with, that he goes to the club with, how many men he actually are friends with. When you find a dude and he has like two or three groups of male friends, he has older male friends, he has like his boys 
And like when and when and when they're and when she, well, he's like, yo, he's hanging out with his boys. They not they not at the club. They're not partying. They're they're doing an activity, right? They're golfing. They're shooting ball. They're playing Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're going to you know the college football game, the tailgating, yeah. right? That is a man that is probably not a shitty man, right? Mm-hmm. When you find these men that don't have any fucking friends, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they can only the hang homie. out. They can only hang out with their coworkers. Yeah. You know they can only hang out. You know like. That man is a shitty man. If he doesn't have friends, and guys, it's the same thing that applies to women. If you meet a woman and she has no friends, bro, well, that means she has burned every bridge behind her. Uh, yeah, I and love when they say, I don't, I don't, have I don't hang out with girls, right? Yeah. I don't hang out with, like, dude, right, it, dude it is a red flag. <laughs> and, 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 and look, and I always tell y'all that y'all fold when y'all meet eight, nines, and tens, right? Y'all do. Y'all fold. So I ain't even tell you not to move forward. I'm just saying, like, you got to recognize that is it has an expiration date. It's not forever. Me and me and Laws witness uh some dudes in here. Can we say this? I think we can. Somebody was renting out the studio and the girls was bad. Yeah. And we, we just watched them fold because the conversation They just folded. The conversation between <laughs> the two didn't line up. Yeah. And you and it, it made me think about what we say all the time. Like, yo, when dudes see a pretty girl, they fold. They fold. Like, they fold. And it's uh, it's suspected. Yeah, so so like yo, I I know y'all fold. You know what I'm saying? Like the only way to not fold to beautiful women, man, is that you have to be so assured in yourself of who you are, right? Mm. And then you gotta know the things that you need. You know what I'm saying? Like, if a woman is amazingly beautiful and she can't give me anything that I need, it doesn't matter. Facts. Right? Like it does it like it, it really like doesn't matter how beautiful she is. Like she can't give me anything that I want or, or excuse me, that I need. So I mean, with y'all fellas, man, like when you meet a woman and she don't have any female friends, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, that's a red flag. Facts. And women, the same thing. You meet a man, he doesn't have any male friends. It is a red flag. This is not a good human being. The good book <laughs> says, he that wants a friend, he or she, that wants a friend must first find themselves to be friendly. When you find somebody and they do not have any friends, that is not a friendly individual. That is probably a selfish individual. Mm. Take notes in the beginning. Run. Yeah. Um. With that, I want to thank y'all for listening, for tuning in. Um, what you doing this weekend? Uh, I got the kiddo, man. So I don't know. Is it is it Halloween? Is it Halloween weekend? Yeah, it's on Monday though. So oh, so I guess they celebrate on Sunday, or Saturday. I guess I, I, I guess I guess I take my son to trunk and treat at the apartment complex because I'm not going out for trick or treating. Yeah, what you, uh, what he gonna be? Uh, I don't know. I gotta ask his mom. Mike, you only got five days, bro. I, like that's that's like his mom and him. That's their thing. You gotta do. Here we go. That's their thing, man. Nope, you gotta join so, in. So no, I mean I'll probably join in. I'll nope, be there, but like got- that, like that's that's not that's not my thing. I'm not a holiday person, guys. I'm not. Mike is scoring because his birthday is on Christmas. <laughs> I'm gonna just give it to y'all. That's why he don't do holidays. Um, Rogue gonna be uh Miles Morales, which is kind of funny and stereotypical, being that Miles Morales was black and Puerto Rican. <laughs> and my kid is black and Puerto Rican, but he's gonna be that. Uh, which. The person who's excited about this is Hayden, my nephew. Um, he's going to be Miles Morales too, and he's super excited. Where y'all going, man? Who knows? Probably around the neighborhood. But then, let me uh, know, man. I I I I bring kiddo over. Yeah, man. we got to figure something out. And then um, then they doing trunk or treat at his daycare, so we excited about that too. All right, I'll I bring kiddo over. Yeah, we figure that out. All right, man. Anyway, I want to thank y'all for listening. Send this to three dads right now. Hey, man, get out, get the numbers up, man. Appreciate y'all for listening, and uh, holler at your boy. There we go.